0: Welcome, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, you know, when you, when you talk to someone and their knowledge just shines through, when I do that, I think I've got to get this person on the radio show because this is information that's going to be valuable for our listeners. So I would encourage you to grab a pen and a pad of paper and get ready to take some notes as I interview Beth Radiola of Zeppos Radiola LLP. They're a law firm that specializes in working with business owners and she regularly helps her clients prepare for exit. So how perfect is that for our show today? So today we're going to talk about the day-to-day tasks to prepare your business for a sale or transition. Beth, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome.
1: Well, thanks for having me. This is a treat. I look forward to talking with you this morning. There's so much to go through. So where do you want to get there started?
0: There is a lot to go through. This is a complicated topic. You deal with it day in and day out. We might have to do like four of these to get the information (laughs) that you have in your head out to our listeners. So I want to get started with finding out, first of all, uh, helping our listeners know more about you and your firm. So tell us a little bit about you and your firm.
1: Zeppos Rautiola is what we like to call the business owner's law firm. We specialize in helping businesses in all phases of operations, from startup to the exit. We mainly function as outside general counsel. We'll help clients form their main operating companies, subsidiaries. We help them when they're acquiring real estate for the business, um, setting up an LLC specifically to hold their buildings. So we really get to get in there and roll up our sleeves. And we also help with the estate planning functions for business owners and setting up both their their personal plan and their business plan, so that they can one day make a, a choice to go on to the second half of their life.
0: Okay, let's go back a step and let's talk about you. And how did you get started in this field? And what's your background, Beth?
1: After law school, I, um, I started out as an estate planning attorney and quickly realized that nobody wants a 25-year-old estate planning attorney. And so <laughs> I soon realized that I needed to go out and get some different experience and was fortunate enough to uh, team up with a group of people who had a much different skill set than my own in Silicon Valley. And I worked with a tech company as general counsel, So I was employee number four and got to do everything from all the hiring, all the firing, all the real estate acquisitions, payroll, accounting, reprimands, all the HR work. I even got to supervise our construction department. So it was the best business education I could have ever hoped for.
0: Absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah, that gave you you a well-rounded background to see what your clients are going through,
1: right? Absolutely. So it really helps when I'm sitting down with a business owner in my office and we're talking about what's on their desk and what's important to business owners, I have a different level of experience in building and relating and understanding to what they're going through. So I spent five years with that tech company and um, I handled all of their mergers and acquisitions. We rolled up five smaller companies into one company and then ultimately sold that to a publicly traded group. So that was how I made my exit from Silicon Valley and got to uh, make my entry back into private practice with experience and uh, information that could actually help me be more of a value to my clients, whether it's in business or in estate planning. So it was, um, yeah, it was like my MBA.
0: Yeah, you had the initial background of wearing all the hats in a business as employee number four, which is terrific <laughs> to get all that background. And then uh, you actually worked through the exit of the company, right, yourself? Yes. And then you got back into private practice. How did that happen?
1: So that was my strategy when I was in the process of negotiating the sale of the tech company. I realized that I, I needed to find a place to land because their plan for me was to send me to Chicago. So after living in california you can imagine there's no way i could transition to chicago so <laughs> i was fortunate enough it doesn't to go that way no no it doesn't um, i was fortunate enough to find a really amazing law firm in irvine and I hit the ground running. I brought all of the merger work with me to that law firm and um, spent the next eight years building my skills outside counsel with them before I left to start my own firm with my partner, Demozepos.
0: Zeppos. You're really focused on the business. owner. I hear this over and over again at, at groups that we, we go to, the groups like Provisors, mm-hmm. which is a heavily networked group, which makes you very valuable to business owners. But you guys don't do litigation. You're basically just helping owners plan uh, all of their their matters, right?
1: Correct, correct. We work closely with our clients. Um we get our clients all of them into the office at least once a year to do their annual meetings. And so for everyone, we're touching in with them whether they need us for an urgent matter or just for corporate compliance matters. We're we're keeping that relationship going so they always have somebody to turn to when when they get to that moment where they say, "Uh-oh, this could become something different." So we really focus on staying in touch with our clients and, and knowing their businesses so that we can bring value when the time comes for a legal project or if they feel they have something on the horizon that's going to require a little more legal attention. And we're also motivated to resolve problems before they get to litigation. We work with several litigators here in Orange County when the time is right, but we, um, we don't profit from, from matters turning into litigation.
0: Business owners, when you're when you're thinking about all the different things that you go through, the phases that you go through, you're, you're starting a new venture or you're buying real estate or you've got to update your buy-sell agreements with other partners, you're bringing in other shareholders, and ultimately you're going to sell, those are all times when you need a law firm on your speed dial. and And so that's what you've become for a lot of your clients, I take it, Beth. And what is an ideal client for you?
1: An ideal client for me is someone who is currently running a business or wants to run a business, and they are not in the position to have in-house counsel, and so they know they need a relationship with someone for when they have those matters come up, whether it's putting out contracts, creating a buy-sell agreement because they have partners reviewing their insurance policies, deciding that they are going to sell all of their business or a part of their business, or if they're going to transition their business to a a current employee. We've even done some ESOP programs as well. Um, But usually we work with our clients just on day-to-day matters that pop up, and then, you know, you only usually sell your business once, so we, we do quite a bit of sales transactions, too.
0: Hopefully only once, yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, one thing you just said, I want to clarify for our listeners, ESOP would be employee stock ownership, where you actually sell to all your employees. Uh, talked about a lot, but um, it can be very, very advantageous in the right situation. So tell me about a deal that you've just been working on. Um, give our listeners an example of a, of a client.
1: Sure. So I, I had a client come into my office at the beginning of the year. She was going to, to transition her company to her key employee. It was going to be a stock sale, which is a little unusual. And she was selling her company for $4.5 million to her key employee. And we were going to use SBA funding, so she was going to get a whole bunch of cash when we closed the deal. And it was one of those rare clients that walks in the door and everything was tidy. I mean, her accounting was in excellent shape. Her corporate book was one of the best corporate books I'd ever seen and come across my desk. She actually had meeting minutes for every year. All of her documents were actually signed Usually, I see those corporate books when they're not signed, and then I go back and clean them all up and spend time recreating meeting minutes that had been left out. So this one was really unusual.
0: Sounds like a dream you had, Beth.
1: <laughs> yeah. So most client, most clients aren't like that, and that's okay. Right. That's my job to, to fix all of that. But this one was interesting because as we got into the process of the SBA financing and this client had very strong accounting background, she realized – quickly that the person who was really going to make the most money in buying her business was, well, she was going to make a good bit of money, but the bank was also going to make uh, quite a nice chunk of change in sure. financing this deal. Right. So, as the deal transitioned, I'll call this client JJ. JJ realized, okay, maybe I should finance this for my key employee. So, the deal expanded because now, in addition to preparing all of the transition paperwork, I was also uh, providing all of the finance documents, including the security documents, so that if the transaction wasn't perfect going forward with her payments coming in on time, I had to put in place all of the security. So a collateral, personal guarantee, and a pledge agreement so that if the payments weren't there, she could step back in and take her company back. So mm-hmm. it was a very interesting transaction, but also one that went extremely well. It was very smooth from start to finish, she had a great key employee that had, had stepped up. He and his wife were buying the business. They were going to run it together. And it was just, it was one of those moments that when we signed those documents, the champagne corks popped and everybody kind of did a little giddy dance. And it, it it's one of the best moments in my practice when I get to do that for people.
0: Uh, you know, and so many times we focus on things that went wrong, so I'm so happy to, to put this one under the microscope about what went right, what do you think really were some of the tips that made this client ready to sell? Because that's what something we hear a lot is people say, well, I'm, that's not ready. Uh, what h- helped this go right?
1: I would say, first and foremost, her accounting books and financial um, statements were in order. She knew what the top line numbers were. She knew what the expenses were. And for the last two years, she had been slowly working herself out of the business and transitioning more and more duties to the other resources within her office. She had been teaching her key employee how to monitor the financials and teaching her bookkeeper how to make sure they were presented and setting aside time every month to review them and to set goals and targets. So that was something that she executed on perfectly. It was, it, it was definitely a gold star moment.
0: So financials were tight. She's been transitioning her tasks to make herself less important to the day-to-day. All things mm-hmm. that we, you know, we tell people, you need to really start doing that. How soon before she came to you do you think she started doing all that kind of thing?
1: Um, I think she had been preparing for it probably starting five years earlier where she really implemented a lot of processes within her office so that, that everything from paying an invoice to signing up a new vendor to bringing on board a new client, there were processes and procedures for everything so that her time wasn't consumed with all of the details that when you wear many hats in a business – take your time away from from other tasks. So she was slowly starting to build that infrastructure within her business that allowed her to to trust other people to perform in in the way she wanted. So that was that was some very smart thinking, very forward thinking on her part. And it's really what has allowed her to to get to the point where she could sell her business.
0: You know, what you're saying is really exit planning 101 for our listeners is getting started early realizing what the tasks are that you need to do so that when you come to the sale table, not only are you ready for it, but you have options so you can negotiate from a position of strength. So it's interesting that in this situation, the seller said, I think I'll carry the note because the business is running well, the employee is well-trained, and, and I think I'd like to get that interest instead of the bank. Uh, oftentimes, owners are like, just get me out of this thing because it may crumble after I leave, Right.
1: Right, right. So she had really high confidence in the way the business was functioning, the way things would continue even when she wasn't there because she had created a program and she had been able to test it by stepping back, by going on more vacations, by giving herself more time to see how things would run without her but then during that time period, she also got to diversify some of her, her business interests. She invested in more real estate and was creating a, another place for her her to land after she sold this business. So it, it, it was a lot of things because entrepreneurs have a hard time slowing down. So even when they're ready right. to exit their day-to-day operations, they, they don't typically just say, okay, it's, it's time to – put." put our toes in the sand. It's really, um, okay, what's next? I've built this. I did it once. What else am I going to build and do, do next? So we see that a lot, and that's, that's a lot of joy to help people go into that.
0: Yeah, it's like trying to drop a battle plan in a hurricane. It's, it's, uh, there, there's, uh, I really feel for, and I, I can tell okay. that you and your firm feel for the plight of small business owners. It's not easy just to run the business. It's even harder to get ready to offload it to somebody else. So uh, this is some great information. Now there's a lot of work that you do to help business owners that aren't in such a fortunate position to get ready. And uh, I've I've noted some of these things, but I don't think we're going to have time to cover them all today. But I want to come back uh, to you and, and cover some of these. But what I would like to ask you, if you could give our listeners three tips, ideas, or precautions, what would they be?
1: You'll never make as much money selling your business as you will running your business. So it's hard to stay motivated every day and get in there and get after it, but that's where you, you make your thunder and, and really reap your rewards. So planning always helps for that sale, but remember that it's really operating the business is where the big money is at. Another item is Make sure that um, the things that you know you need to manage, that those are what you monitor, if not daily, at least weekly. Stay on top of your bookkeeping. Prepare your financial statements. I I know I'm living in a, a dream world, if I say monthly, but at least quarterly and sit down and review them and set goals for yourself. Setting goals and eating the elephant one bite at a time so that when the time is right to sell your business, you've really applied yourself and gotten the business ready to walk down the aisle and, and do that sales transaction or that exit strategy where you can leave your business in style.
0: Beth, you, you've given our listeners so much valuable information today, uh, and I know you have a lot more valuable information on your website. Tell our listeners what they would uh, find if they go to your website and what is that. URL.
1: Let's see. Our URL is zrlegal.com, Z is in zebra, R is in rabbit, legal.com for Zeppos Teola. And we have some of our attorney profiles on there. We currently have six attorneys. Um, we have a full staff in our office of uh, five paralegals and some other folks keeping us in line here. So there'll be details about how to get in touch with us, the different projects that we can help with, including not just uh, your day-to-day business, but if you have real estate transactions as well, and our estate planning program.
0: And you are a frequent author of articles to technical journals and uh, about technical strategies that that business owner clients should know about. And uh, just a wealth of knowledge, Beth, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you?
1: You can email us through the website, or you can email me directly at Beth, B-E-T-H, at ZRlegal.com. And our main office line number is 949-727-1700. So we, um, we would love to uh, answer any questions or help people with a, a consultation. We do free consultations. The first hour is without charge and kind of help identify where business projects need to go.
0: Beth Rautiola, thank you so much for uh, sharing this valuable wisdom with our listeners. and. Uh, I know we're going to do another interview because we're just scratching the surface here. So, again, I thank you so much. I look forward to the next time I see you and and that we speak. And, uh, again, thanks so much for sharing everything today.
1: Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.